So I have a question. How are small business owners like us, who are spending 60 plus hours a week working in our businesses, and are still struggling to make ends meet? We have no time to spend with family, friends, or the things we value most in life. We feel trapped inside of our businesses, and it is consuming our lives. How do we get the freedom to be able to work on our businesses and not in them? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. What's up, everyone? Welcome to today's podcast. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. So on today's episode, we are doing a continuation of the book, Developing the Leader Within You 2.0 by John C. Maxwell. And we're on chapter three, and this chapter is leadership character. And so, but it talks more than character in this chapter. It talks more about developing trust. <clears throat> and so, um, just let me kind of get into it. So, so what is the definition of character? It's the traits that form the individual's nature of some person or something. One such feature or trait, characteristics, moral and ethical qualities. So this right here, so so the thing of it is, is that what defines character is your traits, your morals, your ethical qualities. These things define character. And so in Maxwell's book, he talks about good character builds strong trust. So if you've already got good traits that are moral and ethical, then that automatically will set you up. That's the foundation for building trust, trust with people. And and in my business, building trust with my employees is key is like number one thing that we have to do, but it all comes back to my character. And so, you know, it is, it's vitally important that you, that you have strong traits, strong morals and strong ethical qualities, because this right here is the fastest way to gain people's trust. Okay. So trust is a risk game. Leaders must first be the ones who ante up. And that's so true. We, we, as leaders, we have to be the first one to ante up. And so we have to first give trust to our people in order to receive it. You know, when you when you first meet someone for the first time, this this is a really so I talk about this with my managers whenever I go through this book. And it's really interesting. So <clears throat> when you meet someone for the first time, you extend them a certain amount of trust, a certain amount of trust that they're not gonna hurt you. A certain amount of trust that you're okay in their presence, you know. Um, and, and then, and I'm sure we've all met people that as soon as you get around someone, you distrust them completely because you get this feeling or vibe from them. And we have this innate sense inside of us that can <clears throat> immediately tell whether or not um, someone's got um, ill intent for us. And so the thing about it is, is that but when you normally meet someone, you normally extend a certain amount of trust. And it's very little, but it is like, okay, 
I'm going to trust that you're not going to harm me. I'm going to trust, you know, that, you know, that we're going to be polite to one another, that we're not going to be mean to one another. We extend these things until someone breaks that trust, that initial trust. Or you move forward and you build upon that initial trust and you get to another place. And so it's, so it's really important that we understand that we initially give trust and then we need to build upon that initial trust. So how willing are you to share openly with others about when you've made a mistake or what was the result that you had when you did? And so the thing about it is, is that as a leader, if you really want to get, gain trust, you first have to be vulnerable yourself. You first have to tell a time that you made a mistake. You have to tell a time that um, <clears throat> that you wasn't proud of sometimes. And you don't have to get into crazy detail on this stuff. You don't have to tell your deepest, darkest, darkest secrets. But you can tell one that probably most everybody else knows. Something that isn't in your uh, treasure chest of secrets, if we, if you have one of those, and just share something that makes you vulnerable. A time you made a mistake, and then what you then then the what was the result of that, and what did you learn? Because remember, mistakes are learning opportunities. That's all they are. Failures are learning opportunities. That's all they are. And so, if you're able to restructure your mind around that. And really take that to the next level and understand that failures and mistakes are learning opportunities. Then, be, because here's the thing, but is it, if, you're, if you're not making some mistakes, if you're not having some failures, you are not growing, period. And so we have to have those things in order to really get to the next level in our life. So anyhow, so where do you need to ante up to build greater trust within your team? So... Um, so, so the thing about it is, is that people have very distinctive thoughts about trust. Um, and they come in different, several different ways, you know? So it's like, I thought trust was nice to have. Trust isn't nice to have. Trust is essential with your teams, with your tribe, with your employees, whatever you're calling these people that work for you, these people that you are, um, <clears throat> taken care of, you know, these people that have entrusted you for a job, these people that have entrusted you to lead them, you know, it's not nice to have trust. It's your job to build trust. The next one is I thought trust was up to others, and it's not. If you're the leader, you have to build trust first. You have to do the work first. You have to be vulnerable. You have to open up yourself first. Because when they stop seeing you as a leader and start seeing you as a real person, someone that they can relate to, then you start gaining trust. I thought trust could only grow slowly. That's not true. That's another falsehood. You can grow trust fast. The more you open up to someone, the more vulnerable you become to someone, the faster the trust grows. Now, here's the, uh, here's the disclaimer. You can't get too vulnerable, though, because then people will look at you as weak. 
So you have to, so you have to talk about um, failures that you've had that that learn that 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 led you to a learning experience, right? That takes you down a path of growth. You don't want to talk about things to where you are like, I mean, and that and that makes you vulnerable, but nothing deeply. And we don't want to get into we don't like I said we don't want to open up that what I call that treasure treasure chest of secrets, you know the things that we're ashamed of in life the things that hurt us deeply, you know um, and, it, and it's really hard. I mean you you have to be friends with someone for a long time in my opinion to share those kinds of things. So um, so so there's a so the, the so make sure you just don't go past that tipping point, you know, draw a line in the sand. And so these are the things I can share that I can be open and vulnerable with and gain trust that I don't lose people's respect. And so, and, you know, and some of the things can be like for me, I had cancer back in 2006. I had oral cancer and was just surgery. Um, <clears throat> they went in. It was on the bottom of my tongue on my left side and they went in and they removed a portion of my tongue in the same aspect. They came in and cut and made a nasty cut on my neck and took out all my lymph nodes there on the side of my neck to make sure cancer hadn't transferred into that. But I tell people about my cancer just because it, um, <clears throat> it lets people know that I'm, that I'm, that I'm human, you know, that, that I've been through some stuff too. I've been through some hard things. This is something that is, that is well known within my organization it's just nothing that I hide away that I shy away from. It's nothing I get upset about. Um, it's, it's something that I talk about openly, but it doesn't make me weak. I'm a cancer survivor, and so the thing about it is, is that I survived. And so the thing about it is, is that that makes me strong. So this is one of those stories that you can show some vulnerability, but but in other people's eyes, you look strong. So that there's another way. So if you have some sort of survivor story, that there's a great way to build trust with people because they understand that you're vulnerable, but you also come back as I'm a survivor, I'm strong. And you have to be confident when you tell that story. So the next one is I thought a single mistake automatically destroyed trust, and it doesn't, at least not in my organization. In my organization, um, like I said, mistakes are learning opportunities. And so now here's the difference in a mistake and, so, and something different. So if somebody makes a, a mistake, it's no big deal. Even if they make it twice, it's probably not that big of a deal. But if they make it three or four times and they keep making the same mistake over and over, <clears throat> you really got to ask what's going on. Where's the disconnect? Why is this happening? You know, Normally, it's a couple of different things with people. It's they don't care or there is a disconnect. They don't they don't understand a piece. They don't get it. They don't want to get it. Um, you know, it could be an attitude issue. It, it could be all kinds of crazy things out there. But you need to dig deep and figure out why people keep making mistakes over and over and over and over. Because if it is a disconnect, you can fix a disconnect if they don't care you can't fix that. They have to be promoted from your employment. They have to be promoted to customer. So that there's a saying that a real good buddy of mine, Kevin Baker, uh, taught me. Yes, you're going to take an employee and promote them to customer. So I love that. That's kind of funny. So anyhow, um, <clears throat> so when we when we talk about leadership, 
so much of of leadership relies upon having good characters, having those traits, those qualities, those morals, those ethical qualities in life. And so, and when you when you have good character, trust is easier to build than if you. I mean, well, if you if you don't have good character, I mean, you can almost never build any trust at all. Um, I've had I've had managers and <clears throat> and company owners when I was in my twenties and early thirties that I worked for. And there was no building trust with these folks at all. Not all of them, but most of them. Because they they valued their employees as a commodity, you know, as something that can be thrown away. They can always get new ones. And I don't believe in that. I believe that we really have to invest in our people because they are our people. They are under our stewardship. And whenever we have someone under our stewardship, we it is our job to care for these people. Like I said, I try to serve first. Serving first will always get me much more in the end without even trying. That's the thing. I don't even think about serving. It's it's become second nature to me, and I don't and I don't look for something in return any anymore. I used to when I was young and and just dumb about things, you know, always looking out for self, but. I, But when I changed that and really started looking out for others, my world changed. I mean, my world changed. And And it came from deep down inside of me. It came from me knowing God deeper. It came from me renewing my faith. It came from not wanting to be the same old person that I was. I wanted to be something more. So... Good character. It's something that you have to build. Um, it's something that you have to really, really, inten- you have to have intention on building good character. So if you don't automatically have traits um, that are positive, if you don't have morals, if you don't have ethical qualities, these things you have to build. Trust is created. Trust is created um, uh, through these traits, through these morals, through these ethical qualities. So, talent is protected by it, but internal peace is fostered by it. So, trust is created through it. Talent is protected by it, and internal peace is fostered by it. Um, think of someone you trust the most and what makes them so trustworthy in your eyes. That's a great question, you know? So, so right now I want you to take, take just a second and think of someone that you really trust and then think about what makes you trust them. Think about, I want you to name the traits that make you trust them. Um, And so it's, it's of the utmost importance that because here's the thing, but is that if you can find someone that you trust and you can start writing down the traits and things and then match up your traits to their traits and see if they match up pretty well. And if they don't, then you know that you have areas of opportunity. You know, you have areas of growth and then you can work on those areas that there's a great way to start becoming a better leader. And remember, all everybody's leaders, right? Because what is what is leadership? 
it is influence. And so we are we are always being led and we are always leading. So just remember, so we are always being influenced by somebody, right? Which means I'm always being led by someone. And I'm always influencing someone else, which means I'm always leading someone else because that there's what it is. Because leadership and in, in, in uh, leadership and influence are interchangeable. So just remember that. So um, what do you actively do to develop trust with others? And for me, it is, like I said, serving. Serving first and not expecting anything in return. If you give first and not expect anything in return, you will develop really good character. You will develop really good trust with people. So I'm going to go through right now the four dimensions of character. And, you know, successful leaders embrace these things. So the first one is authenticity. And authenticity, uh, the definition of it is to be true to your own personality, values, and spirit. And I love that definition. Authenticity, definition. To be true to your own personality, values, and spirit. And just to let you know is that um, our personality changes over time. Who we are at our core normally doesn't, but our personality changes. It's it's so interesting because I'm not the same guy I was when I was, so I'm 51, so at 21, 30 years ago, I'm not the same guy I am now. I was young and dumb back then. I had such an ego and such an attitude back then. And now I've now I've learned what humility is, and it's really taken me to the next level, being humble. So, um, and so, a great way to be authentic is share share your experience with brokenness with someone you are trying to gain trust with. So once again, I talked about earlier about <clears throat> a great piece of brokenness in my past was I had cancer, right? Um, my father was murdered, that there's another piece of brokenness I could share with someone that I probably wouldn't share with everyone right off the bat, but but cancer, sure. You know, we are all broken in some form or fashion, and, and we, we've all been broken, so, so we're either going into brokenness or we're recovering from brokenness, something that, that, that there's kind of a life cycle with, with brokenness. And so, um, and so... It's just very interesting about that. Um, so anyhow, so the next one is uh, self-management. And so um, self-management is that we have to keep an eye on ourselves. We have to self-monitor, basically. And so um, it, it, and this is one of these things that takes awareness. So you first have to start developing your awareness. And I'll give you a great little trick on starting on how to, on little tricks to develop, starting to develop awareness. Okay. So this is a great little trick. So you can try this. So just say to yourself out loud, your favorite vehicle. Okay. And I mean, and, and don't go something crazy exotic that, that you may never see. Okay. But let's talk about 
something that is out there that you can normally see on a day-in, day-out basis. So what I want you to do is name off that vehicle and then name off your favorite color for that vehicle. And I want you to say it out loud. And then I want you to repeat it to yourself about 20 times out loud. Just say it. So it could be a, um, a red Jeep Wrangler, a red Jeep Wrangler, a red Jeep Wrangler. And just repeat repeating this until you get it out about 20 times out loud. Okay. Then over the next 24 hours, what you're going to notice is that you're going to be aware of red Jeep Wranglers. First of all, you, first of all, you're going to be aware of every Jeep Wrangler you want to cross of. And then you're, and then the red Jeep Wranglers are going to jump out at you. And it's, and what this is, is that you're telling your subconscious, Hey, we need to be on the lookout for red Jeep Wranglers. And so as you're driving along, subconsciously, your subconscious is telling your, your conscious mind, Hey, we need to be looking for red Jeep, red Jeep Wranglers. And what will happen is that you will see more red Jeep Wranglers than you have before or whatever the car was that you picked out. And so that there is um, that there's part of uh, bringing things, bringing your awareness up and awareness will help you self-manage stuff. So this way you you'll be able to see yourself getting into patterns when you see yourself getting upset or angry. Then you can start cutting this off and figuring out why you're so angry. So this way you don't say things that you don't mean. And, and self-awareness will help you better make decisions as you, as you go up through your day. So that this way, and don't get me wrong, we all need to be making mistakes. But if I can make less mistakes, I'm happy. I can be honest about that. Because mistakes and failures hurt. But that there's part of the growing process. But... Once you once you start being self-aware, you can start seeing like big things before they happen. And then you can start nipping these things in the bud. We still need to have failures. We still need to have mistakes. But the thing about it is, is that if we can develop awareness with these things, we will understand the growth process ahead of time. So it's really, really cool. Um, so... Um, so under self-management, so things to keep you grounded, okay? So this is some stuff that helps you keep, to help you be self-managed, is consistency. Am I the same person no matter what or who I'm with? That there's a really good piece, you know. Um, consistency is hard, too, because in because my natural personality is that I'm a little wishy-washy. I wish I wasn't, but I just am. And so I'm not as, as consistent as I want to be. Now, have I been constantly working on that? I have. I'm much more consistent than I used to be. But I'm nowhere near where I need to be. So I have an area of opportunity. The next one, the next one is choices. Do I make decisions that are best for others even when another choice would benefit me? So... Once again, this is that servant leadership attitude, serving others first and serving yourself last. So um, that there's a great thing, choice. The next one is credit. Am I quick to recognize others for their efforts and contributions to my success? And so um, here's, here's the thing about it is, is that I tell everybody, people ask me all the time, um, because I own 10 UPS stores 
and I own three other businesses. I own a Christmas decorating business. I own a um, uh, a business coach business. And then I own a um, administrative business dedicated to UPS stores. And in this, um, it's it's one of these things that I have to understand that if I if I let ego get to me, then I ruin my chance to make a difference in someone else's life. And I'm not trying to make a difference in someone else's life for my sake. I'm trying to make a difference in someone else's life for their sake. So be humble, folks. I really do encourage everyone to be, to have more humility. And the next one is, on this one is courage. Uh, mental or more strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. That there is the definition of courage. And courage makes character possible. It is getting out of your comfort zone. Um, and so adversity is is really a great thing because it, it will build better character out of you. And so, you know, Character is a great thing because character will help you um, have more value, bring more value to people. Um, and that is what this is all about. I, I guess if you get one thing out of this podcast today, it is that if you can bring, if you can stop thinking about yourself and bring more value to other people and give life to them instead of taking it you will be a much better person and you will impact so many other folks. So I just want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. Um, on Monday, I'm going to be having a, a podcast uh, air with uh, Jeremy Stritton. He is a, um, he's actually a lawyer out of Brisbane, Australia, but he's going to be talking about his, his system business, um, business life, life cycles. I'm sorry, business legal life cycles on Monday. And uh, please listen, please uh, join us on Monday because it's going to be a great, great, great podcast. All right, folks. Well, thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for joining me today and listening to this episode. Hopefully what I shared with you will help you in your business journey as we share to help others expand their minds, businesses and profits. If this episode did help you, be sure to share it with someone else that you know that it will help. We can only achieve our mission if we share it with others and always give first. I hope I can also help you even further by sharing my resources. It is a page that contains all the digital assets we use to expand our business and to help us free up time. The great thing about this page is completely free. Just go to resources.expansioncode.com to get your free access. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a fantastic day, my friends.